0: Hello, and welcome to Arms of the Tide. I'm Quinn Welsh-Wilson, Game Master. This week, we are telling a story about a couple of other characters surrounding the events that happened at the end of our last arc. So you're going to be meeting some new people today. But the focus will return to local Cleo and Lions in a couple of episodes. This episode also marks our transition into our use of the Bright system, developed for Burn Bright on Roll20.com by Cat Cool, James Intracasso, Darcy Ross, and Jim McClure. To give you a quick primer on the way that system works, though we may have made a few tweaks here and there, the core resolution is the same. The way that that works is whenever somebody is going to be making a roll, they get to choose what skill they are going to be using. The GM does not select the skill. The player does. The GM then assigns a difficulty which is the number of dice that the character is going to be rolling. Each skill is rated from a d4 to a d12, so it increases die size as you become more competent. And when you roll, you succeed as long as you don't have doubles on your roll. If the same number does not show up twice on the roll, then you have succeeded. And that's the rules at a very quick glance. As we get into more complicated systems in the episodes, we will unpack them. With all that being said... We don't have much of an intro, so let's get this show on the road. Tonight is a night that will become known as a monumental night in the history of Ao. Tonight is the night that would come to be known as the Conduit Revolt. And in the early hours of this night, we meet three people meeting with a face who listeners will recognize. Fen, whom Local 134 helped out on a couple of occasions, who has rusted metal arms and has done a lot of work with gangs in the crags district. And you are meeting in a back alley in the Crags District. There are some crates pulled up around a fire that is burning, shielded from the rain. And spirits are intense tonight. Who are each of you? And how was it that you came to be affected by the conduit? And how did you come to meet Fen?
1: I am playing Kendrick. Kendrick's a human with metal legs. He got most of the fleshy bits of his legs, and then you can see creeping up his spine as well uh, little metallic enhancements. Uh, He used to be a delivery person, and... Since his enhancements have started to lose their luster, he just hasn't been able to make deliveries like he used to. So he got work where he could, eventually fell in with Fenn, and he met the conduit almost by accident. He was going to check out a few places that Fen was looking to get some work done in, and it happened to be that Local was handing out the medical jewelry at that point, and before he even knew it, he was swept into the crowd and pushed in front, and at that point, he had one of these pieces of jewelry attached down along almost like a belt around his waist but when he was fitted with this apparatus he could see the light coming off of locals symbol on his shoulder and he could feel that same pattern in the item that he had on him begin to not so much burn as just this warmth spread out and the pain that he had been feeling for years at this point subsided and so he has become a very devoted follower
0: because of that all right who is next
2: I'm playing willette and willette is a dove with metal hands they were a typist until it... Made more sense for Ka to build robots to do that job faster. And after. Not having a job and ending up homeless. Willette went to a support group that was actually camped out by a lot of scrapped. And Fenn is the one who actually ended up helping Willette and getting them out of that position and helping them get on their feet. And when local was spreading out the jewelry, Willette managed to get a bracelet for one of their. Metal hands and has since actually been able to use their hand. And it's been amazing after, much like Kendrick, years of pain to not have that anymore and to be able to hold things again, especially when Willette had to give up their lovely little thin ends to become a typist.
3: I am playing CJ and she has been touched by the conduit by she reached out for a support group by uh, a lot of the members of her family actually had some robotic pieces and two of them actually lost their lives and she wanted to understand how it was better handled and She felt like she found a really nice place with this community and a way to connect and has thought about the pros and cons of getting some pieces herself throughout her years. And she's better come to terms with a lot of the world around her through it, Um, a lot of those things that she wanted to alter about herself were just from insecurities when she was younger and stuff like that, which she found a lot of answers and comfortability in what she looks like through the conduit. And she actually met Fen as a neighborhood friend. So she's known Fen quite some time. It's hard to explain, but they just say that they're close friends.
0: And is CJ also a human or what oh, species? CJ's a human. Perfect. So, Fenn's face is alight with an intensity tonight as she beckons to the three of you. I don't know if you can feel it, but there seems like there's something crackling through things tonight. Things seem alive in a way that I don't think that I felt them feel before.
3: Oh, I can feel it. Can y'all feel it? Yeah, I can.
1: It's... It's like ever since we got these and Kendrick points to the belt that he's wearing. It's like I feel like the energy of everyone else around me. I can feel connected to more people.
3: Wow. I want one of those kind of maybe. Wow. It's just cool. I like that you can feel my vibes. We can
2: always feel your vibes, CJ. <laughs> nice.
0: I mean, I'm not wrong, but I think tonight tonight we should do something.
2: Let's throw some bricks
3: at Caw. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <Psst>. <laughs> what?
0: Yeah, let's throw some bricks
1: at Caw.
3: Look, I'm, I'm willing to throw whatever at whomever.
1: And that's what we love about you.
3: One of the many things that we love about no, you. No, that's the only thing. Yeah, I had a feeling it was the only thing.
1: And then Kendrick pokes CJ in the side. <laughs>
3: you know what? Keep that finger.
0: I've heard that they're moving in. There's been some stuff that they have suspicions about here in the Crags District. So I heard that they're uh, increasing the frequency of some street patrols. I'm sure if we look around long enough, we're bound to run into some people.
2: Let's take them out. They pushed us out into the Crags. The least we could do is push them out.
0: Why do
1: they even need to come down here? What are they going to get out from us?
2: What if they're trying to take out the conduit?
0: Well... If they're trying to do that, good luck. Agreed. I think that they're just trying to pressure us out, push us farther to the edges, maybe make some quotas, make a couple of arrests on some bullshit charges. Who knows?
3: I mean, it would make a lot of sense towards the end of the month. You see a lot more arrests happening.
0: You do. And it seems like in the last couple of months, things have kicked up in a way where they're finding... Some really trumped-up charges. They aren't just putting people in jail. They're doing expulsions from the city. They're finding reasons to kick people out, and they can't
3: come back. Well, then we need to kick them back. Yeah, let's kick them back out.
1: This isn't their city. They just work here the same as we do.
3: Yeah, but the difference is this is actually our city.
0: We built this city.
3: We built this city. We built this city. We built this city. On rock and
0: roll... How is it that y'all wanted to try to find some of these patrols?
2: I would like to use knowledge. So, Willette is a cautious. Person. They have grown very distrustful of Ka, especially after they lost their job and seeing so many of their friends lose their jobs as well. And they actually regularly map out the neighborhood and the patrol routes in the area for petty acts of vandalism against Ka people, like demagnetizing tires and locking them up. And it's just Small, quick things that cause a mild inconvenience at the end of the day, but it's their way of fighting back. And so they know where the most common patrol routes are. And with that knowledge, they would like to go throw some bricks.
0: Okay, perfect. So what I'm going to say happens here is... In order to find an optimal route, basically to find a place where you can be in the most advantageous position, when things kick off, you're going to need to make a complexity three knowledge roll.
2: Okay. One, four, six.
0: All right. No doubles, which means you succeed. Where is it that you pinpoint this patrol and kick things off?
2: At the corner of Pig's Foot and Rotten Tomato, there is a dumpster that almost always gets set on fire for some reason or another, and so cops have tried staking it out to figure out who is doing it. They've been unsuccessful so far, but that is where we find them.
0: So, what's the general area like here?
2: The corner of Pig's Foot and Rotten Tomato is really grimy the street isn't literally called Rotten Tomato, but there are these old bay Mado bushes, and they were not well tended for. And so, basically, what happened is a bunch of bay tomato, which are bunny tomato household pets, um, continued to breed in the area, and Ka had to clean them up. Which resulted in a very sad and tragic scene of a bunch of splattered bunny tomatoes. Mm. And
0: did they introduce an invasive species to try to clean them out?
2: Yeah, they did, actually. Ka introduced a reptile into the ecosystem to kind of take out the bay tomatoes. And it is a snake mongoose called a couscous. <laughs> Love it. And the couscouses totally destroyed the Baymado population by a lot and ended up kind of taking up in the shrubbery a lot. And there were a lot of turf fights in between the couscouses. And so now, really, only the strongest, most violent ones are around because they kept killing all of the others. It was a survival of the fittest. And that is to say, it was a massacre. And the street has just always smelled like rotten tomatoes since then.
0: So, what is the particular advantage that you have from choosing this street to assault them on?
2: It is not well lit because couscous do not like bright lights. And so they will take out the lights on a regular basis, no matter how often like Ka gets them fixed. And so Ka has just kind of stopped trying to fix the lights. And so the cops will sit in their cars sometimes with their lights on, and it makes it harder for them to see what's around them and easy for people to see where they are.
0: Okay, perfect. So the cut that we opened this shot on, is actually one of the couscouses crawling up onto the grill of a police cruiser and trying to reach in and unscrew the light as you enter the scene. And you can see that there are two cruisers parked with their lights zooming in on the dumpster. It looks like there's about four cops here between the two cars Their windows are up right now. It's very, very sort of eerily quiet, aside from the skitter and the tit-tit of more couscouses. What do you do? I'd like to also just
1: establish that they're called the CAW Policing Service, uh, or CAW-PS, or COPS, as they are known.
0: Great. I've needed a good name for CAW security. Yeah. Cops are great. There you go. All cops are bastards.
1: All right. So are they doing anything is there anyone there like
0: at the trash fire the cops right now are in kind of a silent standoff with a couple of kids who are standing by the dumpster. It's not currently on fire, but the kids are in the area, and they're just basically staring down the cops in the cop car, waiting to kind of try to bait them into something. And the cops are waiting for any reason to actually escalate things.
1: All right, Kendrick will walk
0: up, and he knows one of the kids here. Hey, Jen, what's going on? (laughs) You know how it goes these freaking jerks are here again I figured we show them what's what
1: and what exactly are we showing them what's uh what's going on here
0: do, do, was were they gonna they can't catch us they don't know they don't know our route so we was gonna just try to <laughs> try to run them silly you know try to get them to chase us and uh waste their time
3: well you guys need a little backup oh that's oh. what we're getting at yeah
0: you want to boil some pigs feet
3: we want to roast some pig's feet
0: let's you folks are good for this and yeah yeah Jen turns around to the other kids and starts doing that thing that when New York people are sort of trying to get themselves psyched up for a fight, like, kind of start bouncing and, like, looking at each other and, like, getting really close, almost bumping into each other and just, like, grunting a little bit. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 let's do this, let's do this.
3: Hey, whatever your, uh, y'all's plan is, count us in.
0: So the kids are... Getting amped up, and they're willing to basically serve as bait for the cops. What What are you gonna do?
3: Listen, have either of y'all ever tried your root out before?
0: Tried my root
3: out? Well, you just said you had a new root, so I oh, couldn't. I
0: thought you meant R O O T.
3: I don't even know what that.
0: I thought you. had no, I thought you meant R O O T and not R O U T E. Yeah, we've we've run this a few times.
3: Right, and how effective is it?
0: Uh, if you've got freaking slick parkour skills like we do, it's pretty effective.
3: All right. So if we have y'all just create a distraction, could you successfully do it? Or, you know, should we just ask somebody else?
0: No, we, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Yeah. So what do you want? To, do you want us to just like go like up to the starting line and like bang on the hoods or what?
3: Well, I recommend y'all just be a little covert about it, but, you know, maybe just start throwing stuff from down by one of the back alleys, and then they go over to detect it, and then y'all are already gone, and then we swoop in and, I mean, that's a little from bit another of a, end.
0: It's a little bit of a safe bet.
3: It is, because if you don't get that close, you don't yeah. gotta get that close.
0: Get rowdy. Get rowdy and get loudy. Okay. Come on, kids. Let's get rowdy. At this point, then, they step out from the shadows near the dumpsters where you all are hiding, and they step into the light and start picking things up and really sort of getting amped up until one of them takes a cinder block and, like a discus, just hurls it at the cop car.
3: I need both of them out of the car.
0: At which point, all four of the cops pour out of the cars and engage their weapons And start chasing after the kids. So it is 2M guy, a dove, and a human who are the cops. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make a quick athletics roll for the kids Mm -hmm. to see how that goes for them. So they rolled two fours and a one. They failed. So what happens is they are going to clamber up a fire escape. So they bolt right into an alley. There's three kids. We haven't established the number of kids that there are. So it's Jen and two other kids. They bolt back into the alley, and one of the cops basically is wearing a gauntlet that has a large number of what look like basically ball bearings, and he pulls back his hand and About five of the ball bearings pop out of the glove and crackle with energy, and they strike down the fire escape that they're reaching for, and it causes this resonant reaction, which actually causes the ladder on the fire escape to retract above the level where they can actually jump and catch it. So they are cornered at the end of the alley as the cops are starting to close in on them. What do the three of you do?
1: So Kendrick always has his nux with him, ready to go. He has what looked like brass knuckles, but when he puts them on, little tendrils of metal go down his hand, and it is able to use his own energy as sort of an electric spark at the end. And... He slips those on and slams on the hood of one of the cars. What the hell do you think you're doing?
3: CJ follows in right behind him and starts blaring on the horn from inside the cop car.
0: Okay, so you like snuck around, jump in the cop car and start hitting the horn.
3: Is that the car that you
0: were on? CJ
2: slides across the hood of the car and then hops in. And then hops in. right. locks the horn. Meanwhile, Willette goes to the other cop car and is going to start using their mad computer skills to lock up its magnets.
0: Okay, so what this is going to be is actually rolling initiative for everyone. Mm -hmm. So you get to declare your skill that you're rolling initiative with within reason. And then you roll two of that die and you add the numbers together. I believe that one of you, at least, has an ability that lets you make your initiative roll twice and pick the better number.
1: Yes, indeed, I do. Uh, I'm going to be going ahead and using athletics, since that seems like it would be a pertinent skill for initiative.
2: I'm going to be using engineering because I'm fucking up their car. I will use presence because I'm trying to be loud. Perfect. I also have the quick reflexes, which allows me to take the higher of my initiative, and so I'm going to take my 11.
0: So, there's two groups of cops that I'm rolling for. One of them, the one with the gauntlet, is strong cop, and then there's three weak baby cops. Okay, good. For babies. Uh, What did you roll, John? Uh, I got a 14. 11, and uh, what did you get? CJ? Four. Four. Oof. Okay. So, that leaves... Kendrick strongly at the top of the round with a 14. So the way that this works is you get basically an unlimited number of actions. You can keep going until you fail, but you start at a complexity of 2 and each subsequent action increases its complexity by 1. So your second action is a complexity 3, etc, etc. But you can also choose to end your turn at any point, should you choose to do so.
1: Alright, so the first thing uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll Presence to try and get their attention away from the kids. So, in addition to banging on the car hood. He's gonna smash the light right next to him as well. Oh, that couscous goes skittering away. Oh, yeah. Hey, why don't you uh, pick on someone that can fight back,
0: huh? And that is a four and a five. No doubles. So... They skid to a halt and turn around, realizing that there are now three adult-sized people thrashing their cars. What is your next action going to be? Are you going to take a second action? Oh, also, I'm going to say that that allows you to gain an advantage, mechanically speaking. So advantages are things that are in a group pool that you have. Whenever you do something that improves your strategic position or you observe important details in regard to the fight, And they allow you to use certain special abilities that require advantages. They also allow you to re-roll a die on a failed roll. Okay. If you choose to do so. So right now you have one advantage that's in a communal pool. Whoever wants it can use it. But if you have more than one advantage, you can actually use that to cascade your re-roll. So if you rolled doubles on a roll and then you roll and it's doubles again, you can spend another advantage to re-roll to try to break that cycle. Awesome. So that's an advantage. What's your next action? As they
1: start to move towards me, the other thing I'm going to do is he kind of leans, catches the eye of Jin, and gives a little wink which is the signal to let them come to me, but they can essentially throw stuff from where they are. He's giving them the okay to, once they're over here, let them have it. Okay. So that'll be a suave roll. Sure. That's three now.
0: And no doubles. They get the message, and they are starting to skulk in the shadows and prepare to start wanging on dudes. All right,
1: and I'll stop there with just motioning the the cops toward me.
0: Perfect.
2: Okay, well, Willette is going to use their awesome computer skills to lock these cops' tires. All right, go ahead. Just on the car that CJ is not in. That's a two and a two. Oh, no.
0: Okay, so when you fail in combat, you get a choice. You can either let me take a collapse point, which I can use to make things more difficult for you, or you can accept a complication on your failure. Which would you like?
2: Do either of these allow me to succeed?
0: No, that is just the consequence for you failing.
2: Okay. So I don't understand the ramifications of a collapse point.
0: So I can use them for a few different things. I can use them to activate a special ability that an enemy might have. I can use it to automatically gain an extra turn in the initiative order. Or if I have three of them, which I would have because I start each encounter with two, I can use that to call in an additional enemy unit.
2: Sure. Go ahead. Use your collapse point.
0: Perfect. I will take a collapse point and I will actually immediately trigger its use. So what's going to happen is the one with the ball bearing gauntlet is going to turn toward the car where Willette is, and they are going to try to send their ball bearings through the door to ram into you. Without damaging the car further. So they're going to be using their resonance blast ability, which is complication three. So you get to pick a skill that you try to evade this with, and it's a three complication.
2: I don't suppose this is a mental attack.
0: (laughs) It is actually a mental attack, yes.
2: Oh, well, I would like to use driven by purpose, which reduces the complexity of a mental attack made against me by one, for starters.
0: Well, that is a baseline. That always happens. So you get to reduce it to two.
2: Oh, okay. And then I pick a skill to dodge? You pick
0: a skill to dodge with, yes.
2: Okay. Well, I kind of feel like athletics is applicable here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I roll two d8s. Okay. That is a three and a six.
0: So you dodge it. You are behind the car, and they are trying to shoot you basically around the car. So Mm -hmm. where do you duck to? Like, what is your move here?
2: Willette actually slaps their fins to their side and rolls underneath the car.
0: Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. That brings us to their turn again. Having seen Willette duck under, that's clearly not going to work. So the big cop turns instead to Kendrick, who is making the most bombastic noise, and aims his ball bearings at you so again this is complexity three how would you like to get out the way or block or what have you
1: since i've already slammed and broken the light next to me i'm gonna use stealth so that he can't quite get a bead on me Ooh,
0: okay one three five no doubles Alrighty, so what does that look like as you engage stealth?
1: So, he's trying to shoot these ball bearings at me. I'm already cloaked in darkness, and I just sort of lean to the side around the corner where these cop cars were parked at, and without any of the police light on that area, and also no overhead lights, it's just sort of shooting into the darkness trying to hit me.
0: Okay. Okay. Perfect. On this next turn, both of the cop units rolled a seven. So two of them are going to take shots. One of them is going to take a shot at CJ. One of them is going to try to take another shot at where Kendrick disappeared to. And the third one is going to basically put their finger up to an earring that they're wearing and pinch it, making some sort of call in for backup or to base or something, reporting that there's an incident in progress. And as they shoot, they don't have this ball bearing style gauntlet, but what they do have is, are these hollow rods that they hold so they point these hollow rods in your direction and they actually let out this ringing sound wave that is designed to resonate with metal in a very limited range in order to cause a complicated reaction so this is a complexity to dodge for the two of you what skill are y'all going to be using
1: i'll actually i'll go ahead and use stealth again just Slinking further into the shadows.
0: Perfect. No doubles. Alrighty, what about CJ?
3: CJ is going to use stealth to slip out of the car and backwards towards the alleyway as well. A seven and a three.
0: So no doubles. All three of you at this point have slid into what are basically stealthed positions. They have an idea of where you are based on your movement and such but they are engaging in some active searching as they are starting to be pelted from the other side of the alley by the kiddos. And it rolls around to CJ's turn. What are you going to be doing?
3: She took some flares from the, uh, they have like a first aid bag or a roadside assistance bag type of thing. And she's just taken the flares and taken the little caps and like popped them off. So they're on or flaring and she's waving them around and throwing them at the cops.
0: So what is your intention here? Are you trying to knock them off balance or like bamboozle them? Are you trying to gain another advantage?
3: Uh, I guess gain another advantage. She just wants to slow them down and or confuse them. So they're just like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Okay. Yeah, I'd say that's gaining another advantage. What skill were you looking to roll for that?
3: CJ is going to try to deceive them by confusing them in the situation at hand so they don't know how to react. They don't know what protocol is or what this usual situation would be and just really throw them for a loop. Perfect. A nine and an eight.
0: Alright, so no doubles. You succeed, so that's two advantages in the advantage pool. As these flares drop, the rain is starting to come down a little bit harder, so there's like smoke and the flares and the rain, and most of the lights on their car have been busted out, and they're being pelted from behind by these three kids. They are... thoroughly discombobulated you can take another action if you'd like would you like to take another action
3: where are the kids in relation to the cop car now
0: so there's basically the two cop cars are at the edge of a parking lot and they have their lights directed toward a dumpster on a far wall Mm -hmm. and off to the right of that dumpster there is an alley and the kids are like perched behind that alley and are throwing shit from behind there.
3: Um, She's actually going to go join the kids in throwing stuff, but also making sure that if something does happen again, that they get a head start to get away first.
0: Okay, so your movement action is going to be free. You can just move there. Okay, cool. And then that sounds like a ranged attack.
3: Yes, ranged.
0: So you hit. You can hit and take out one of the...
3: I want to take out the one that made a radio call.
0: Okay, what does that look like?
3: She takes a small handful of bottle caps and she starts flicking them as fast as she can, pelting him like a small BB gun, just like beep 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 beep. And all of them miss except for the last one, which actually just grazes the side of his face, but enough to actually draw blood and get him pissed off.
0: Okay, you're taking him out of the fight, though.
3: She gets him in the eyeball, it grazes the side of his eyeball, and he is not dead, but he's just out for the count. Oh, you dang, scratch my friggin' cornea, man! Fuck you!
0: This cop collapses, clutching their eye, and you can still take another move. You can keep taking moves, or you can call it whenever you want. The complexity is just gonna keep increasing. Call it. Alright, you're gonna call your turn. Back to the top of the round. Kendrick, what is up?
1: Having been thoroughly hidden with two different stealth rolls, they don't really know where he is. They've got these flares all around them with smoke and this red light, and he gets around behind the big, strong cop, and he goes, hey, and as the guy turns around, he steps through and is just basked in this red light, get the fuck out of my town, and socks him in the face. Ooh, I love it. That sounds like melee to me
0: certainly does. Uh, No devils. I believe that you can spend a hit point to add a hit point of damage. You're going to be dealing one damage otherwise. What would you like to do?
1: Actually, yeah, sure. So as he's going to swing, you can see the little tendrils that went up his arm when he put on these knuckles dig in, and there's a little bit of blood that trickles out from where they went in, but the end of them spark as he hits them, so it's not just the impact but he also gets jolted as well
0: his jaw where you struck him is bright red and he is sort of reeling backwards completely off balance are you going to take another action
1: i'm actually going to shove him towards the cop car just kick him in the back like push him towards that because i want him to get the fuck out of my town all right I'll what do athletics gonna- with that oh no oh no i'm gonna use an advantage to reroll a die heck
0: yeah wow Hi-hi, you want to use another advantage to re-roll let's use a
1: another die? advantage yeah, there we
0: go is this something that you're intending to use to do damage yeah i want him to
1: just sort of like wang his head off the like side of the door
0: okay he could wang his head off the side of the door because this will take him out of the fight oh okay he could also go crashing through the windshield
1: oh yeah Let's actually kick him, and he goes headfirst through the passenger side window, and he's just sort of tacoed over the door. Perfect.
0: This person is completely out of the fight. There's two of them left. They're looking pretty shaken, seeing as how their squad leader has been taken out, and CJ did some nasty stuff to the other person's cornea. You can keep going if you want, if you want to push your luck. I think
1: I'm good there. I don't want to push it that much farther. Alrighty. I already used up to advantage on
0: that one. I may as well stop. That's fair. So next is Willett.
2: Willett is still underneath the car. And they are going to get out their octo wrench. And they are gonna do a little trick that they learned on the streets, which is to overpower the magnets, which causes the car that you do it on to basically fire up into the air and come crashing back down faster than it can catch itself. So they're basically just gonna destroy this car by making it shoot up in the air and let physics do the rest.
0: So are you trying to do that in a way that sends it flying into the other cops or what?
2: Nope. Just fly up into the air and then fly back down. And if it lands on the other cop car, great. And if it doesn't, they've still destroyed a A cop cop car. car.
0: (laughs) Okay. Because, yeah, my question is, are you making a mechanics-based attack or are you trying to create an advantage?
2: I'm trying to create an advantage, I think is what I'm doing, yeah. Okay,
0: so go ahead and make a mechanics roll.
2: Cool. Um, Assuming
0: that's what you were trying to yeah, do. Yeah,
2: no, yeah. And I'm going to use engineering to create an advantage. No doubles.
0: All right, so this thing goes flying. You're under it. Do you roll out of the way or yes. what happens? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> now nah, I'm good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now nah, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> the moment the car starts going up, Willet rolls away from it as quick as they can
0: and it comes crashing down basically directly where you were you can hear the deflation of the pressure inside of the car and you see the radio unit in there sort of crack into as the remaining two cops are dumbstruck are you gonna take another action.
2: So, Willette raises their left arm, which is the one with the bracelet from the conduit of hope, and shouts at the two remaining cops, not in the conduit's home, and fires. A blast that basically is just air pressure, like condensed air pressure fires out of the bracelet around their fin and towards the two remaining cops. And if I succeed, knocking the first one or the one that is closest to Willett down and out. Perfect. Boop, boop. So that is a two, a three, and a zero. All
0: right. So you have the charge quality on your weapon. You actually do two damage, which is enough to take out this cop twice. So what does it look like as you take them out?
2: The condensed air rusher that fires out of the bracelet basically just causes them to start toppling over and then flip and belly flop against the cement.
0: They tumble and flop. Are you going to take another action?
2: You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's live dangerously. It's what Golden Might of the Dawn would do. All right, what are you going to do? I'm going to steady my arm and do second verse, same as the first, and blow them all away.
0: Perfect. Go ahead.
2: I got doubles. Double sixes.
0: We do have one advantage from your blowing up the car thing.
2: We do have one advantage from
0: my blowing up the car thing. And I will remind you, advantages go away at the end of every encounter. So go for it.
2: Okay, then I'm going to use that advantage. To get a ten! Bum-ba-bum-bum! Bum, bum. Victory! So,
0: yeah, this other cop goes basically collapsing into the other one. So, are these cops that you took out, one of them is clearly not dead, because just got a scratched cornea. Yeah. The other three, are they unconscious or are they dead?
1: Oh, no. Uh, the one I kicked through a window has probably got a concussion, but he's still okay at the moment. Mm-hmm.
0: I
2: guess mine are both alive. <laughs>
1: At the end of it, Kendrick's gonna drag the other two unconscious ones, throw them in the cop car. He'll leave the guy he tacoed on the window there, and he's going to, with the brass knuckles, scrape into the windshield. No
0: car. Awesome.
3: So CJ is going to leave from where the kids are. They uh, seem to be doing an okay job by themselves. There's oh, nothing. they're like
0: hooting and hollering and laughing.
3: Yeah. There's nothing immediately next to them that would cause them any danger, so she does feel comfortable leaving them by themselves. Even though she knows that they are fully capable of handling themselves on the street, she just doesn't feel as bad uh, leaving them this time. So she's going to head back to one of the cop cars that is obviously not a flame, even though it has a heavily wounded and unconscious policeman inside. She's going to take the car and try to block as much of the alleyway as she can with it just for when the backup does come. It's going to irritate them even more because now they need to obviously move this car and she's going to take the keys with her and handcuff the cop that's inside. Do perhaps also one of the young gangsters have a uh, spray like spray paint? Oh, sure. Absolutely. We'd like to send a message.
0: Also, so there's one message that's been sent mm-hmm. by Knuckle Carvings. Well, yeah. And then we'll send another. We want one. There's going to be three messages. Us. Yeah. There's going to be three messages. And they're
3: all so, going to make sense together. So, Willette actually
2: picks up one of the flares and tosses it into the dumpster to get the dumpster fire roaring,
0: which increases the intensity of the light in the area. Further discombobulating the one cop who's not thrashed in the back of that car.
1: I'm sure he's probably at this point just sort of slumped down holding his eye.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah.
3: Hey, y'all. Any one of y'all got a spray paint? Yeah, I got some spray paint.
0: The uh, sprout sage and guy who's with them says and they drop a little backpack that they're wearing onto the ground. It's beat up, but it used to be like a really cute winged mice backpack. Hmm. And then they unzip it and pull out a couple of... They're basically actually like marble-sized orbs of metal that you can squeeze and will distribute pigment.
3: Give me that turquoise. You got it. Wham. Boy, can you read that out loud for me? It says, "All, all cops are bastards. Oh. Oh, no, no. I, just no, I, can't think read. I I think i, can't I spelled read. something wrong no it's I i can't I'll really read i just took bastards. a guess yeah it's just our uh, cops are bastards and i drew a little pig at the bottom with x's over the eyes and a apple in the mouth amazing that i did it in a few seconds right oh He's yeah crazy oh you're you're quite the artist thank you
0: And Fen steps out of the alley and says, I can't believe I missed that. Oops. Uh, hey, well, you snooze, you lose, Fen. Fen is clapping and says, that was, that was great. That was, and you can hear the sound of sirens stirring up in the background.
2: Oh, so you got those other trash fires going then?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know I did. What do you say? We take this thing to the Global? next I was going to say the next level, but global's great.
3: Everybody knows the world is
0: flat. No, nobody knows that. Actually, that's
3: only I know that. Only you know that. <laughs> Privileged information. I did receive a high education. A high education. Okay, just because you were educated on the
2: outskirts of the city doesn't mean your education was high. That just means the elevation of where you were
0: educated. I've got to say that's not a term people use. High education. High education, yeah. yeah. High I, education, I'm Kendrick.
3: Interestingly <laughs> enough, that's what we save in my school. So let me tell you what, high education is a phrase that we do use and must be a local phrase.
0: I I guess it is a local phrase.
3: Anyway, maybe we ought to blow this popsicle stand. And if there was a popsicle stand, I'm sure we'd burn it too. (laughs) We wouldn't burn the popsicle stand. We support small
2: businesses. We crush Ka.
0: Also, I want a popsicle. Can we find a popsicle stand, guys? Okay, first we find a popsicle stand.
2: And then we blow it.
0: We're not going to, we're going to blow up a Ka installation of some sort. We're going to find something and we're going to make a statement. First popsicles, then us. The statement. Woo! arms of the tide is a proud member of the one-shot podcast network for more great shows on the network check out modifier modifier is an interview show hosted by megan dornbrock all about why and how people change games from the hobbyist to the professional from house rules to publication we all have in mind a better way to play what's yours